Hello, and welcome to Full Carts, a podcast about shopping experiences. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about the Nintendo Store in Midtown Manhattan. It's part one of a Midtown diptych. And I'm sure I'm using the word diptych absolutely correctly, and art historians would be totally cool with that, right? I think it refers to two parts of a podcast, I think was the original meaning. And these stores, so Nintendo, and we're also going to be doing, don't tell anyone, the Lego Store. And these are shopping experiences. Like we're using the phrase shopping experiences that could be anything. It could be going to the newsstand, going to the drugstore. But these are shopping experiences labeled as experiences where that is foregrounded. All right. So Nintendo Store, there are only three of them in the world. One in NYC, two of them in Tokyo. Uh, it's in Rockefeller Center, which is a place where a lot of people work and TV shows are made, but also a huge tourist area and so we met we took a couple of kids with us to test it out at rockefeller your own kids to my clarify. own okay yeah right we did not rent right that seems like a service that would exist like to go places where it's awkward if you don't have kids and then you provide essentially like reverse chaperones like some people like to there are playgrounds that have bars that can be used for pull-ups and it's a little bit weird if you just go there to work out but yeah. it's just like oh i'll loan you this kid for a little bit yeah so Rockefeller Art Deco masterpiece. I like going there. Like if some some people might just when you tell them Midtown, they're like, no, I'm out. But going to Rockefeller Center always gets me excited. Such a cool space. And we went and we needed some foods. We found there's and I didn't know that this place, but there's a pizza shop called Aces, and it's got the it's the Detroit style. You have some feelings about it. Yeah, I, don't I think we maybe it. talked about this on a test episode. <laughs> <laughs> my feelings about Detroit style yeah, pizza. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that it's it's not my opinion is not related to the pizza itself and whether I like it. I just don't believe that that term You, you is don't a think real it thing. exists. Okay. Yeah, that's just not something fake food. Yeah, that exists. And it's got the sort of wood paneling seventies basement aesthetic. Which has been around for a while. Did you do you ever go to Welcome to the Johnsons as yes, far on the I, Lower East Side? I wrote that in my Okay, notes. what did you <laughs> That I like Welcome to the Johnsons. I used to go there a lot during the 2000s and beyond. I don't know if it was a good bar or not. I just enjoyed being there, hanging out in this fake living room from like the 70s. And it's that thing where it's like, I feel like the concept is somebody got a box of old VHS tapes. Whether the tapes are even in there or just the boxes. And they were like, they were free. So this is our theme. Like this is our decor. Yeah. It worked. And I also, so at Ace's Pizza, I there's a little bit, I felt warm and cozy and at home there. And they're expanding. Right now, it's just sort of a, there's like a little area to stand, maybe a couple of stools. And they're expanding across the hallway to a place that will have, I'm guessing, amazing. We'll talk about this in a little bit because they need some booths. With booths, I wouldn't be surprised if they had little mini jukeboxes at the tables. Yeah, that like kind of vibe. There's Rockets. like a TV, like a tube TV. Yes, like a giant rock. There's a tube TV playing an old, maybe an early Nintendo hockey game on it. And a lot of action figures, like you said, they had VHS tapes, but and a very yellow light. And they right. also sold candy, cigarettes, <laughs> and crybaby gum. Somehow, this is a shopping podcast, but we will find 20 minutes each episode to talk about candy. But I like that they had edited it down. They're like, these are the two candies that we need to sell here. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the younger generations' their relationship to s to old fashioned cigarettes at this point, but 
I feel like you're indoctrinating them already. Like at your son, he was already trying to like roll them into his sleeve, but like not rolled up to his like shoulder. Just he had long sleeves. Right, on. right. So he, he was, was rolling upset. Them He's in. like, these don't work here. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of my weird issues is that I think candy cigarettes should be more realistic. Like they're so thin and they look obviously fake. And sometimes the gum ones are more realistic. But right. They let's should commit. Have, let's commit. They should have nicotine. They should be. <laughs> <laughs> it should be just nicotine gum. You should be able to breathe in uh, some sort of toxic uh, gas. Right. Well, sometimes I feel like with the gum, like you're sucking in that really light powdered sugar. In yeah. <laughs> There's some sort of fine particulate in there that's yeah, certainly bad for you. <laughs> that's important. Yeah. That was a great little cozy spot. Almost like, you know, that scene in The Matrix where he goes to the Oracle Keanu does sure. and it's a little kitchen right and so to me you're like in the crazy business bustle of Midtown and then there's this little yellow lit nostalgic space and whether it's like real or not it feels real and I'm like oh I'm home here and the yeah. pizza was pretty good I agree and I look forward to their nice booths coming soon well this is important because Rockefeller Center used to have a ton of seating on that sort of basement level i guess you call the it concourse. with the the concourse level where it the it opens up onto the famous ice skating rink with the tree and everything and there used to be tons of seating and you could go meet people you could go read books do homework there and just be like oh my gosh i'm in the concourse of this spectacular art deco skyscraper and you can just hang out there and those tables are all gone i don't know if they're a it was a pandemic decision or something but they're not a whole bunch of there was this tiny little hard to find alcove with four tables yeah it was like a staircase leading down to what was probably formerly some sort of either ballroom or meeting space like event space and it was sort of like a grand staircase down and so it's fairly wide and they've just stuck tables there and was clearly I said that it was like fulfilling some legal requirement to have seating. That's what it felt like. Right. Like for every 300,000 people that pass through a space, you need to have 16 seats. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you You know, as you step down, you could tell like the air wasn't circulating. It felt warm. It was like the temperature went up 10 degrees. <laughs> like it was a weird. Right. So that's one. Rockefeller, it's, I think it's still overall a fun place to be, but those public spaces are really important in New York where people can just rest their weary bones. Yeah, it definitely, it felt weird, especially a place like Rockefeller Center where it's like, that is the whole point that it's this public space. So being in there felt like that, felt like it was a piece with the general crackdown on public space, like the sort of like anti this is not what John and stuff. Yeah, it's very John would have wanted. Yeah, it was like they were gonna have tables, but the chairs had spikes on them or whatever. You know, like you can put your drink down, but you can't actually sit and eat. I don't know. So yes, Aces was a positive lead into the Nintendo experience. It's right across from where the Today Show tapes and people like to gather in the morning to watch outside. And the Nintendo store used to be. The NBC Experience Store. And this sort of came to me later. Like a lot of kind of New York, we're like, oh, I have deja vu. There was something else here. And a few years ago, it was an Nintendo. NBC, when I think there was even more TV merch. Because NBC has, the, that's their building. So it wasn't as much a financial decision to have this huge two-story corner space to sell Cheers t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't totally make financial sense. Yeah, yeah. I, have been, I had been to that st store when it was still there. And definitely there there's a little bit of a shift from it was a lot of friends stuff friends and it, it was like deep cut friend like there was like a there was like a pivot do you remember pivot i don't have deep friends 
knowledge. Okay, so maybe you're not the but there was there's there's an episode where they're like moving a couch through a narrow staircase, which is I guess supposedly like a New York experience. Everything about friends being in New York is a little weird, you know? Yes. And then and anyway, Ross is he goes, Pivot, pivot, and he keeps saying pivot. And it was not like one of the classic jokes of the show, but <laughs> like I, I knew people who specifically liked it, so it was a thing. But it wasn't like a the famous pivot episode. But they had a pivot T-shirt at the NBC Experience store. So then anyway, there's some deep cuts merch. Okay, at that store. at the store. Well, it used yeah. to be, and I think there is one down the block in a not quite as big or prominent space. That there is still an NBC merch store. Okay, yeah. If it's anything like the website, it has a lot of Funko Pops of Dwight Schrute. A lot of fun Coke Pops of Dwight Schrute. A lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. A lot of Stefan stuff for Saturday Night Live. There's so many years of catchphrases. Like there could be probably 1,700 different t-shirts that you could make for SNL. Like some one-off sketches that are the closest ones to people's hearts. Rockefeller Center's newest store has everything. <laughs> An incredible amount of Stefan merch. That feels like something <laughs> that one of New York's hottest clubs would have in a meta way. There was a, a Friday Night Lights some clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, which is what inspired the title of this podcast, Full Carts, Can't Lose, was an earlier iteration. Um, I would maybe get one of those t-shirts and just cross out hearts, right? Carts with one of those like puffy fabric pens. Yeah. There were Night at the Roxbury standees for sale online where you get like Will Ferrell. Yeah, like, like a cardboard. Yeah, the cardboard where it stands out with Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell and their Night at the Roxbury characters life size and i guess you get them for a party <laughs> i think is the point you know i think they they that's for you to figure out they just make that's the thing with merch you don't overthink it you just produce it and you let it's for the fans to decide what to do with it for the fans of the site it's interesting because obviously i'm sure there's a ton of 30 rock stuff that you could get on etsy there's a lot of like fan produced so this is the official and i don't know if that's important to people getting the official versions because the Seinfeld page which obviously a ton of Seinfeld catchphrases and there was almost none there were just a mug and some DVDs not even from all seasons so you're like oh I need season three of Seinfeld on DVD and that's a place to go and it seems like I'm not sure why but huh. it could be a lot more catchphrase t-shirts a ton of Knight Rider stuff and I'm sure they don't have this on display at the store this is a little bit too specialized but at least like 15 or 20 and almost all of them I would wear <laughs> like this. They have a cool retro look and I have this fantasy that they would play the theme. Like there would be some kind of wearable tech that would play. Dun-dun, 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 dun-dun. I'm assuming that I'm just out of tune enough that there's no like copyright issues because whatever notes I was saying are the wrong ones. Oh no, this episode's going to be demonetized by the algorithm we'd have to ask michael knight why i shouldn't be in charge of legal stuff is gonna be like oh if you need to get permission to use a tv show theme song you get permission from the fictional character that was on the show which <laughs> can't be right that can't be right maybe it is with in the case of night night rider so it is no longer an nbc experience store i have no idea how time works how many years it's been but this sort of key corner space in rockefeller center is now the Nintendo Experience Store. I've been there a few times. I like it. I'm not. I'm an Atari guy, not a Nintendo guy. A little bit older Gen X. And the store is really about Mario. This is the house that Mario built. I think correctly. Yeah. There's a little bit of 
Pikmin and Zelda. Zelda and definitely is like on the rise, but definitely definitely Mario remains king. And as, some po- as he should. Yes, and some Pokemon, which I'm not sure because Nintendo doesn't own Pokemon, but I guess they have some licensing rights, right? Because they have some games and things like that. So it's not like a ton, but you can get, you could walk out of there with a Pikachu doll. Right. Zelda made the strange decision at at one point, you know, to be called Zelda, but Zelda is not the main character. And I I think they've regretted it ever, you know? Who is it? Link. Link is the play that you can't. But I think it's one of those things where Nintendo, you know, like they just did things differently back then in Japan in general. They didn't have the same corporate attitude towards making things. They just tried to make things that were good and then would become popular. And that's not how we do things here in America. And they're paying the price for it. That's why there's two stores in, no, I don't know. There's two stores in Tokyo and only one in Or two in Japan, yeah, and then one here. Um, Wait, did, were we, did, we, did I talk about that or did we talk about that before the show? I can't remember. No, you did mention it. Yeah, there's two in Japan. You said two in Tokyo. Yeah, but, did uh, I? I meant two in Japan. So we'll have to look up where the one that's not in Tokyo <laughs> we'll, is. We'll do that next <laughs> week. We'll visit. Uh, I'd like to go to the... I have an, uh, I just assume the one in, in the one in Tokyo is amazing. I know that there's I would a, some that. other... I don't even remember what it is, but there's some store and there's like a... Gundam statue, you know, it's like a robot statue that's like as tall as the entire building. I don't know. They seem to do stuff right over there. I'm sure that their Nintendo store is amazing. Okay, this did have a big Mario on a flagpole in the big area with a staircase that went up. Yes, it goes down the middle of the staircase. Amazing. A huge Bowser, but then there was a big sign that said, please do not touch or climb on Bowser, which I feel like was a buzzkill for a lot of kids. Yeah, I posted on Instagram about that, actually. I said, <laughs> yes, thanks. I've played the game. I know. <laughs> Do not touch and the there's Bowser. A, <laughs> there's a Donkey Kong barrel that you could plug in and charge your phone. I feel you like have to have a lot of faith in everyone because you're, there's nothing that's locked up. It's just like a barrel with outlets on top. And yeah, you have to have there was just cord. a phone there. Like, okay, but this is like, you know, a global population that like comes to Rockefeller and comes to Yeah, very trusting. Very trusting store design. I well, maybe it is. You're that, like fans of, of Nintendo. It's not one of the, you know, it's the least violent of the consoles. You know that thing, like if you're panhandling, you, you have to throw a couple bucks every music, right. whatever. Seed it. Bu- uh, busking. Yeah, you got to seed or it. Or tip so jar. I wonder if the store, they have like a dummy phone that they plug in there just to be like, yeah, it's, people are doing this. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> it's safe to leave your phone here and charge it up. I feel like the, I'm just guessing that Tokyo store, it's like more than two floors. I bet it's like four floors and you can actually ride the flagpole down instead of taking the stairs, right? It was cool though. I really appreciated the Mario flagpole going down the middle of the staircase. It was nice. Yeah, it was some neat deals. It didn't feel like a playground or a wonderland like that, but some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't build. Yeah, yeah. I think they were being careful to be like, yes, this is non-interactive. This is not one of those experiences, but yeah, some nice decor. Right. Well, the interaction is all with the games, right? You were there when the new Mario Wonder came out recently. So there are screens, some that were just showing the new power-ups where you couldn't play, but it's just like, oh, here are some new features in the game. And then both downstairs and upstairs, some kind of regular, maybe 50 some inch screens and also huge ones upstairs that had a really cool effect where you could see through them to the plaza below. 
and there wasn't much of a line. There was no line to get into the store, which I have experienced before. Nothing big, maybe fewer than 10 people, but there were no lines to play any of the... It was weekday afternoon, no lines to play any of the games. I was shocked at that. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. If it's a, if it was a weekday afternoon situation, then that is the time to go because I feel like getting to test test run the games is like a huge part of what visiting those places right. was like. And definitely as a kid, I would have they would have had to drag me. That's what you're there for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So And it was all working. I think all the controllers were working, the screens were working. Because if if you have to have if you have this stuff, it's important that it's really depressing if everything's out of order or anything is out of order, really. Yeah, it all seemed to be, uh, it seemed to be, um, and it's especially with the new Mario and being able to play the new Mario game and just walk up and there was no line seemed crazy. Oh, also at the beginning there were still, so we were there in November. There were also, um, there were Halloween shirts on display, like the 2023 Halloween shirts, but they were full price. Like they were still $30. So I thought that, Maybe would have you would have expected, unless this isn't year-round fashion. Like we've talked about this already, but when do you, like with boxer shorts that are related to the holiday and things with Old Navy. But yeah, if not fifty percent, then maybe thirty-five percent off at this point. Just a little, a little something. Just a, yeah, acknowledgement. Last time I was there in spring, it was shortly after the Mario movie. Have you seen it yet? No, it's good. All right. Um, but it had you know huge like right. So beyond expectations, box office, and I can like I went in there and was so happy, and I congratulated the salesperson on it. He was like, "Oh yes, I just I've already seen it twice. I went with like we went as a group with the store workers, and I oh, thought wow. that was really cool. Like as a team building activity, like oh we work at this store and this movie's doing great. And we're gonna go as a group and see it. So yeah, and I think there's still Nintendo is still on this high, right? There's still a little bit of a. I mean, maybe it's always for the past however many years been doing well, but there's still a little bit of a glow from the success of the film. Yeah, it definitely seems like Nintendo is going strong these days. The Switch, Breath of the Wild, then there's the new Zelda that came out. Everyone likes it. Mario, of course. Mario Odyssey, all the Marios. But interesting, this Mario is like back to the platformer roots. I feel like they had expanded so much into like the 3D. Mario was always 2D, but could you imagine? What if it was 3D? And then we can actually make it happen. And now they're like... But the reason it was good was because it was 2D, so we're going back. Yeah, for me, so somebody, yeah, who didn't get into any of these other more advanced ones, this excites me. And I feel like the crowd that would have come from Ace's Pizza and was excited about these earlier console iterations would also be Yeah, into yeah, the retro, idea. it's a throwback. But with all the, you know, cool new graphics and, yeah, it's, you realize that, it, it, anyway, yeah, not to go too deep, too deep a dive into the new game. No, that's what we're but like it helps it helps you see oh what was good about the platform the 2d and the platformer it like holds up it's not like this game was like this because those were the limitations of the form but now it's so much better it's like no those these were will you be getting classic gameplay uh i think i wonder yeah Yeah, i don't know if i still don't know if i can buy it there well here's the thing yes we were just talking about it's not about games like you could easily go to the store and spend a half hour there and leave and not know if they actually sell nintendo games for the switch yeah it's it's, they're in a corner nobody puts they're there cartridges in the corner yeah but they do the it's definitely it's definitely like nintendo world merch 
That's the focus. As stuffies, it sh- as, it, as should it should be. be. Yes, yeah, yeah. stuffies and clothing. I think were the main. Stuffies is that same as plushies? Yes. Yes. See, okay. So we call them stuffed animals. Yes, stuffies, and plushies. Just any kind of synonymous stuffed toy. Okay. But a lot of really good ones, and we have a really good. Over I'm the not years in the market. Some. Oh, you're not for these mm. at all. Okay. And Not like you can, but they have they're very pillowy there. Like no, it's like the Kong, Donkey Kong barrel. No, they're so the, well designed um, that you're toad. just like, I want to buy these. They're you're cool. like, I have and no <laughs> idea what I would do with these. I do put not put them on your bed, <laughs> and you can throw them. Yeah. at like your loved one. They're not gonna hurt. Uh, just in a friendly way. They're really there's a lot of really cool soft plushies, and they're not available online. They have they have plushies of of Mario World characters that you would not even have necessarily thought. At least I would not have thought that those would be like the best sellers or anything like that. But they have like bullet bill and it's like a bullet <laughs> stuffed animal. Okay. And they have the, the, the ball with like the spikes on the chain, yeah. which was, that was in like Mario Odyssey. That was like a bigger, a newer edition kind of, but those are not, you know, those are kind of inanimate animated inanimate, Inanimate objects made animate, but there's not like a lot of, they're not like anthropomorphic. Like there's not a lot of character there. I would not have thought that they would sell those at the store, but they do. Okay. Well, I think you should consider holiday season coming up. Yeah. We have the barrel and the banana. No regrets. They're really cool. Those are what you bought too. You don't have like Yoshi or something. Interesting. Well, and because the, I really, because re- the barrel is something that I can relate to as somebody who's more classic era video game. It's like, oh, Donkey Kong throws barrels. Like, that's. Sure, I totally get it. I just mean, like, it feels like those would be less desirable than the characters. But I guess I'm wrong here. Right. And, well, just again, they're good for throwing and for pillowing. Yeah. Who knows? And a lot of decent clothing. Oh, but what I was saying is sort of a little 30 second rewind. The plushies are. They're a lot more available in the store than online because I feel like one of the things questions we're going to be asking is like, why are people? Why would you go to a store, right? And I do think this store obviously there's just one of them, so it's not like they're this is their big money maker. It's more of a presence, right? A billboard that you can interact with. But there's a lot more stuff available in the store than online, stuffy wise. And the clothing is pretty cool too. Really hardy sweatpants. One thing I liked was there's a T-shirt with Mario coming out of a like a picture of Midtown Manhattan in black and white that looks really cool and Mario was coming out of a manhole cover mm. but he was in color and I was like okay that was yeah, some even though I don't like again Mario is not my guy but I really like that shirt so I was dig- I was digging the vibe of the clothing I was like they had some like Mario Kart and I really like Mario Kart but mostly the backgrounds I'm into just sort of watching the cities and landscapes that they race through yeah more than racing itself um but they had some neat Mario Kart jackets and things like that they had radio-controlled Mario Karts. Lego stuff, radio-controlled Mario Kart, yeah. Costumes, because they were certainly, you know, still November, stuff left over. Yeah, that was one thing that we couldn't tell, whether it was costumes, whether it was Halloween, or just permanent. Right. I thought I, it was just permanent, like Mario and Luigi hats, or the hats with, like, the raccoon Mario ears and stuff like that. I think those are just permanent. People always want to have those. People have told me that with my mustache, like I've definitely had little kids point at me and say, Luigi! (laughs) And (laughs) that hat would definitely be putting it over the top, but I could just lean in. Yeah, That's what she was talking about. Some of the designs you thought were a little bit, you mentioned you thought were a little corporate because I'm like, oh, some of them are very like souvenir-y, right? Like it says like Nintendo New York in a very non-colorful way, almost like corporate logo. Yeah. Like, oh, is this just kind of swag you'd get for at a you know conference? 
Yeah, yeah. There was specifically a black and white hat that said Nintendo. That was very had a corporate. There's like a meme with Rob Lowe. He went to a sporting event and he had a hat on that just said NFL and it was like the NFL shield and it's become the sort of meme of like corporate culture like somebody who just does not even have a team but they want to affiliate themselves. Right, no, the NFL especially is a weird like yeah. organization to just support. So this exactly. It's like nobody is just into that. You have a so this felt a little bit like that. But then the other thing that I was thinking of is the shield. <laughs> I feel like there's that cultural concept of everyone having like back in the back in the pre-internet, pre-social media, disconnected world. Everyone, everything was hearsay, and everyone had like these stories of like they had an uncle who worked at Nintendo, or all these stories about like cheat codes or like learning information about video games or Nintendo. It was always through some friend of a relative who worked at Nintendo. So to me, there's this like fictional adult who works at Nintendo. And that's who the, and this that's hat who is wears for? that, yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> it would be cool if they also had a display of historic cheat codes, like maybe a ticker. Yeah. Chiron? Is that what is the thing called at the bottom Chiron? of the screen? Chiron. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo News Channel. And then the, the ticker would just be like up, up, down, down. Left yes, <laughs> yes. This is, sometimes I feel like our ideas are too good there was a Super Mario collector's box that I really like. It came in a sort of old school, like it looked like a box that you would get an NES in with the bricks, maybe the with the Mario the Mario edition. And it had it was only thirty four dollars. I guess I should have forget that. Forget you heard that number. It had a pint glass, a beanie, a blanket, a sliding pin, a few other things. And What's it was a only thirty four bucks. What's okay, a sliding what pin? I'm glad you asked. It's a little pin with Mario coming out of a one of those pipes, but you could move Mario up and down. So it's like a pin where the Mario slides up and down. At least this is what I'm getting from looking at the picture, but it seemed really cool. Like a pin with some action. Yeah, that does seem good. Wood where? How much, how much does it cost for all of these? Uh, yeah, <laughs> $34 for all the stuff. And as we were saying, like, even if just like, oh, the, just the throw blanket, that seems like you'd expect to pay something, but like, oh, you also get, like it almost, I was feeling like this would be a great infomercial. That's not all. Yeah, good prices at the Nintendo store in general, but that was especially felt like a value. Right, yeah, not like bargain basement, but not like, oh my gosh. It's Nintendo. It's one of the biggest brands in the world. I feel like they could charge anything and a certain type of store would, and you'd go in and you'd be like, oh, Mario t-shirt, and then it's like $60 or like $90. Like, they could charge anything, but it was normal. Right, and the t-shirts, they seem like they're decent quality. And another really cool thing that they had upstairs was a kind of a museum type yes. display where it had all the different iterations of Nintendo consoles and handhelds over the years, like on the Game Boy and the D 2DS, 3DS, all this stuff, which yeah. felt like, oh, like you can actually learn something by going here too. Yeah, it was educational. If you needed for some reason to write this off, if you needed like there to be an educational angle for like tax purposes or something... <laughs> that was included. Right. Well, you were mentioning here. I was looking at some pictures. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the collector's box. Uh, it was cool. See the old Game Boys, stuff that you technically know what it looks like. You've certainly seen pictures of it, but to see it all collected um, was really neat. Yeah. With the year that it was out, 
I mean, there wasn't a ton of text around it. Like, it was just, here's what it is, and here's the year, like, the Nintendo Family Computer System from July 1983. And there were these Hanafuda cards that we were, you were sort of fascinated by from supposedly September 1889. How did they have the month that they came out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That the record-keeping at the Nintendo Corp? But some kind of card game. Yeah, everything was from... Wait, no, that can't be because there's actually Mario dated. is on them. He can't date back to... Here's a... Here, yeah, Mario is on them. Literally everything in, in, was in that a Nintendo <laughs> dated dates. The oldest one is like the late 70s, but then these cards were from 1889. Maybe it was a typo. <laughs> the, the Nintendo lore is deep. I feel like there's like a sense of a foundational Nintendo story where somebody discovered these artifacts from the 1800s and that's how the company was born they had mysteriously had mario on them it seems real it does yeah that was probably a typo i think they're from 1989 <laughs> it has to be right because we were just like wow like because like then they, like because it doesn't seem like they would just put that as a joke in there no. be like look here's mario from 18 because the, the other it was all the rest of it was straight i think it was accidental all right that was an easter egg for sharp-eyed historians should we get to our assessment yeah a cart score what did we think of this shopping experience from one to four carts? We can have half carts. You can go over. You can go under. No real rules. I'm really curious what you think. So we're coming at this from slightly different places, right? Like I did not have a Nintendo. I had an Atari. So I'm not sure if I'm supposed to assess it as, oh, somebody who doesn't have this deep relationship, as deep a relationship with Mario. But through other generations, like I have no ill no, feelings I and I do like him. I think you have to assess it from where you're coming from and then everyone can understand that. I would say I was a Nintendo person. I grew up with Mario, Duck Hunt, you know. Yeah. And they were combined at that time and had the Super Nintendo. And then, you know, then my Nintendo, as I got older, that was less a less a core part of my life. So the Wii and the... 3ds and all those things i didn't experience those so much but the retro stuff yes that like hits home hard for me and i do feel like yeah the the bloom is back on nintendo so it was like a good time to be hitting this up but i thought the i thought as a sort of especially i didn't know that it was the only nintendo store in the united states or i guess in the world outside of japan so that was kind of cool knowing that yeah and i do th i think being in rockefeller center as you said, it's a fun experience being there, especially if you're not, if you have to, if you work there or you have like a real reason to be there that's like business, then, and you're just surrounded by tourists and they're in the way, and then that area is not fun. Then that's that, but like you could ugh, just pop midtown in. kind of right. thing. But <laughs> if you're there as a tourist or tourist adjacent, you're there in the middle of the day with just hanging out. Yeah, it's Are you like about the store or the center? Rockefeller Center okay. in general. Just like it's a cool, um, right? Vibe, fun to it's visit. Not too crowded. Yeah, and right. I'm sure, like right after the tree goes up, like late November, it might be a little bit different and a little bit hard to handle. Yeah, yeah, it can get hectic, but when it's not hectic, it is. It's nice. It's like a peaceful kind of break in the middle of the city, and so it's nice. That I think it's a nice place for that store to be. As you said, no line. I I think that it's as with all experiences if there was a giant line and it was insanely crowded that would detract right. but sure. weirdly it's good to know that you can go to a store like this in the middle of rockefeller center in midtown and if you go at the right time it can be nice uh peaceful experience walk right up try all the games uh 
yeah, like I think it was, you know, maybe we'd have to go back three times to <laughs> different times to assess the all the realities of it. But sure. for, for us, uh, I thought it was ideal. And I liked that it was not centered on pushing games and trying to sell as much different stuff. It was like very much the feel is like you're in Mario world. Here's all our wares, but like it's about celebrating all of everything Mario and Nintendo in general. Yes. And that is the vibe that it gave to me. So okay. for me is four carts. Oh, wow. Okay. Like this was a g- very nice Nintendo experience. Cool. All right. I was trying to think if it were in a t- if there were an Atari store like this yeah. and had all these it'd have to be with Activision too because a lot of the best Atari games were Activision like River Raid and Pitfall Harry like many of the Atari characters were from that. Otherwise like the Centipede and Yars Revenge like they don't have a lot of personality. Like you're this already, is pre-personality. You're already coming up with theoretical criticisms of the non-existent Atari store. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm saying the Atari store Not really enough Activision related things there. No, These are core <laughs> parts of the experience. I'm saying Activision is a separate company, but you couldn't have an Atari store that didn't have Activision. It would be hollow because so much of the Atari experience was the Activision games. I get it. But I was trying to think of how, like, if I had, so it's like, wow, so I could see for you four carts because if this were an Atari store, it would be four for me. Oh, just to have this, like, and I see, like, different iterations of the game, the history of it, stuffies of Pitfall Harry and Yar and little combat tanks. I'm not sure what it would be. Asteroids, maybe a giant asteroid game that you could play. Your talk about it sort of elevated it for me. So I'm going to go with three and a half. Just because maybe it was that it didn't have that extra emotional oomph to push over the top, but yeah, there was nothing specifically. We didn't get anything this trip, but there's yeah, there was nothing that I didn't like about it. Would it have been nice if you could climb on Bowser? Sure, a few more little interactive things, but yeah, it was a, f- a fun experience. You can't I climb left. on Bowser. You can't. If you <laughs> die in the Nintendo Experience Store, you die in real life. But yeah, I there. It's just like one of those things where it's so corporate, is brand. You're just like the experience could go so sideways and be unpleasant, but. It's not that way. You don't even have to buy it. You can just marvel at the yes, uh, yes. Plushies. You can just go They're there. So yes. nice. You can just go feel Everyone the plushies. <laughs> was just trying on the hats. Try on the Taking hats. Taking their pictures with the hats on. I'm Raccoon Mario now. Right, and just yeah. So it was. I did feel even more like the movie elevated my feelings for Mario. The backgrounds in Mario Kart, and yeah, the story is did as well. Maybe I'll bump up the three and. Four Four. <laughs> You'll keep I'm going not trying to sell you No, it. at least three, a strong three and a half. Three and a half, but it's like mounded up a little bit. I there, didn't but. hear anyone s- put on the hat and say, it's a me, Mario, which I wonder if that, it must happen all the time, but I wonder if there's people who just restrain themselves out of consideration for the store employees. We've been going on these school tours, and at one of them they talk about how it's a me is actually Japanese for Super. Did you know that? I don't know if this is one of those things that's so widely shared that it's not a fun fact or if it is a fun fact. Is that real? This is. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I haven't researched it, but like so. And then this info. Then as we said it, somebody else. Yes, that is not saying like it's not a. Is it a accent? But it's just like or is it a saying Super Mario? Is it a pun? I don't know if it's an intentional (laughs) one or not. It's worked actually. The direction. All right, I gotta look this up later. We should have done this research ahead of time. Okay, so Hardy. Recommend on the Nintendo Store and Rockefeller Center. We're in Rockefeller Center in Midtown Manhattan. And that music 
means that it's time for us to wrap up. That's our time. This is Full Cards. That was a Nintendo store. I'm Andy. I'm Devin. Thank you for listening.